as Jordan said, I, I'm going to be speaking today on the blessing for our nation and the hope for our nation. And as you know, the last few weeks since the turn of the year, we've been looking at Hebrews 11 verse 1, where it says that faith brings our hopes into reality. And I want to talk this morning about faith bringing hope into reality for our nation. And Jordan this morning has already alluded to the fact that we are in a very difficult time at the moment for our nation, and we all know about that. And I guess never has there been a time, probably since World War II, where there's been a situation that has affected the whole country at the same time, and that nobody has not been affected by what is going on, both young and old. And you know, we can look at our nation and we can think, what is there to be hopeful about? A raging new variant of COVID, massive death toll, NHS in crisis, a government perceived to be, to be struggling, children and young adults missing out on education, children not being fed properly, our economy struggling, and just as we've left the biggest free trade block in the world. We can say, where is the hope for our nation? But we know that there is hope, church. There is hope. And there is hope for our nation. And the Bible says this in Isaiah 68, sorry, 66 verse 8. And this is what it says. Can a country be born in a day or a nation be brought forth in a moment? Yet no sooner is Zion in labor than she gives birth to her children. This is God saying this, do I bring to the moment of birth and not give delivery? What is God saying here? Well, I believe God is saying, I have not left this nation. I have not left this nation. As a woman goes through nine months of pregnancy and she has all that pain and discomfort in preparation, she doesn't get to the end and then not give birth. And I believe that God wants to say to us today that he is still in control, that he is not left us, but he is going to bring us full delivery. He is going to deliver this nation. We're going to come through this church. We're going to come through it because God says so. What else does God say about our nation? Well, it says in Isaiah 40, verse 15, it says, surely the nations are like a drop in the bucket to God. And you might think, well, if God just sees a nation as like a drop in a bucket, does he really care? But let me tell you that that means that if it's like a drop in the bucket, it means that nothing is impossible for God. It means that he is so vast and so great that in an instant he can change a nation. Some perspective this morning. Again in Isaiah 66 verse 1, it says this. And God says, heaven is my throne and, my, and the earth is my footstool. God is in heaven and the earth is his footstool. That is the perspective of God to earth. But what does God say? Where is the house you will build for me? 
And where will my resting place be? How incredible is that? The almighty God of heaven, who has his earth as a footstool, is asking us, where is the place where you will build for me? Where is my resting place on earth going to be? And how we want the resting place of God to be United Kingdom. We want him to come and make his home in this nation. God, choose, God can change a nation in an instant, but he chooses to use us. He chooses to use you and me. The hope of this nation comes from us, his people. It is delivered from us, his people. And Jesus continued that theme in the New Testament when he talked about bringing God's kingdom to earth. Bringing God's kingdom to earth. And this morning, I want to give us three ways I believe that we can bring hope to this nation. And the first way is, I believe, is this, is number one, to speak life to our nation. To speak life over our nation. I don't know about you, but I love this country. I am proud to be British. And I love the fact that we are called Great Britain. Great Britain. We live in a great country with a long history, which I'm not going to go into because that's John's field. So if you're interested in the history of Britain, I'm sure John will be up for telling you all about that. But we are a small island that we have led the world on so many fronts. We have produced some of the world's greatest inventions. We have an NHS that is the envy of the world, free at the point of need. And I hope we're so grateful for our NHS. We are so blessed to have the NHS in this country. Free treatment when we need it. We should always be grateful, church, for our NHS and for all those who work in it. I'm proud that this nation is the very first nation in the world to, to have the vaccine rolled out. In fact, even approve the vaccine and get the vaccine rolled out. When they said at the start of the pandemic, <coughs> when they said at the start of the pandemic last year, it couldn't happen. They said the earliest it would be would be spring 2021. And yet before the close of 2020, we had a vaccine beginning to be rolled out. That is a miracle from God. That is God's blessing and God's favor. We live in a great country. And all too often, it's easy to get bogged down in how bad things are. We switch the news on and we hear the daily death toll. We see how the NHS is struggling. And we can begin to feel that hope fade away. The psalmist in the version of the King James Bible, which is an old version of the Bible, in Psalm 34 verse 3 says this, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. What does it mean to magnify? Well, it means to make bigger. And what we magnify, what we make bigger in our life, will be the dominant thing. And we can choose to watch the news, and that's nothing against the news. That's important that we're aware of what's going on. But we live in a society, don't we, where the news is 24-7. And very often it's on repeat. It's on a loop. And 
if we choose to magnify that in our lives, that might be the thing that's going to start to drain our hope. But yet, we have a, a choice to magnify God. We have a choice to make him bigger. We have a book full of hope here in the word of God that can be made bigger in our lives, that can magnify him and to make him bigger so our hope can be filled again, so our faith can rise again. Just like news is available 24-7, his word is available 24-7. In the middle of the night, rather than switching on the news, why don't turn to the Bible, the word of God? Your hope will start to build. What we magnify, what we feed, is what's going to grow in our life. And I choose to feed hope, not to starve it. And in the same way, we need to feed our hope. The Bible has got so many promises in it. It says in Exodus, I am the God that heals. It says in Hebrews, he will never leave me nor forsake me. It says in Proverbs, it says, the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run into it and are saved. It says in 1 John, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. These are things that are going to add to your hope, not take hope away. And in the same way, how we speak also produces life. You know, God created the world through his word. He said, let it be, and it was. And we have a choice. The way we speak out can create. Solomon, in all his great wisdom, says this in Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue has a power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Joyce Meyer, a, a Christian teacher, says this. Every word we speak can either be a brick to build or a bulldozer to destroy. Every word, a brick to build, or a bulldozer to destroy. And I wonder about our words, what, how we speak about our nation. Are we speaking in a way that's going to build up our nation, or are we speaking in a way that's going to tear down our nation? Because there is power in our words. And I want to encourage us this morning, let's be people who speak and build up our nation, not tear it down, not get into the habit of negativity that we see on Facebook all so often, moaning, complaining, saying how bad it is. Let's turn the tables and let's be people that speak positively about our nation. Rather than saying COVID is going to be here for a long time and it'll be ages before we live again, why not speak out that this COVID will be gone quicker than we could imagine and that life will return better than before? Rather than moan about our government, let's speak blessing over them. Rather than speak about a lost generation that's missed out on education, why not speak about a generation where the years the locusts have eaten will be restored? Rather than say, we won't survive outside the EU, let's say, we're going to thrive outside the EU. 
It's time to talk up our nation. It's time to make our nation Great Britain. Every time we say something positive, we are speaking, we are prophesying to our nation. We are saying, like Ezekiel, that these dry bones can live. And I want to say to you, if you're watching and you're on the chat, why don't you right now flood the chat with some positive thoughts about our nation, some blessing, statements of blessing upon our nation, because by doing so, you are prophesying to our nation. And at the end, I'm hoping that we're going to share some of those, and as a church, we're going to prophesy to this great nation of ours. So the first thing that we can do to bring hope to this nation is to, to speak life over our nation. The second thing is this, I believe, is to repent and pray on behalf of our nation. In Chronicles, we see that Solomon had just finished building the temple where at that point in the Old Testament, God dwells in temples. In the New Testament, he dwells in people, but in the Old Testament, he dwelt in buildings. And Solomon had just built this grand temple, and he was dedicating it to God. And he was praying, and God said this to him. He said to Solomon, If my people, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from wicked ways, I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Wow, what, what, a, what a challenge. You know, we've sung this morning that we are called by God. We've sung this morning that we are children of God. And we are people called by his name. And what are we asked to do? We're asked to humble ourselves and to pray for this nation. You know, as a nation, we've turned from God. A country that was once known as a Christian country where people went to church and their Christian values is no more. And in fact, there's been a massive increase of people that have no faith at all. We've turned from God. We've gone our own way. And although sin hasn't caused COVID for people, it's a direct result of, of sin. It's a direct result of the fallen world that we live in. And God encourages his people to humble themselves, to call out, to pray on behalf of the nation. First of all, for us, if we need to repent of anything, if we need to turn away from any wrong, for us to, to do so, but also for us to repent for those people that don't even know they need to repent for actually to, to speak out on behalf of our whole nation and believe and pray for God to heal our land, how we need God to heal our land. And you know, this isn't just about one Christian doing it or a minister here or a minister there. It's about all of God's people. Imagine if all of God's people were to humble themselves, truly believing that they were called by God and to to pray God's healing and forgiveness upon this nation. We need to be united in this cause. 
You know, I've been looking at the USA recently, as many of you probably have as well. The last couple of weeks in that country, wow. And I'm sure we can see that that nation needs healing. And I watched the inauguration ceremony this week as President Biden was sworn in. And he gave his first address to that broken country. And he consistently said that we need unity, that unity is going to bring healing to this nation. And one of the phrases he used was, he said, together we will write America's story of hope. Together we will write America's story of hope. And I think that is so key. If we're going to change a nation, we have to do it together. We have to be united. We have to be a one voice. We have to be committed. And we need to be, as our, also our name is known as, the United Kingdom. And I want to prophesy that together we will write Great Britain's story of hope. As we join together, as we pray for our nation, that we are going to see healing in our, in our land. The third thing that I want to say about to bring hope to this nation is this. I believe if we're going to bring hope to this nation, we need to lead big lives. We need to live big lives on behalf of our nation. Maybe you're really worried that we've left the EU. And you might be feeling that we've lost this stability and security for the future. Maybe you feel that your children's future has been compromised and your grandchildren's future. But you know, we don't have anything to fear. At the end of December, I um, needed to renew my passport. And uh, I sent off my old passport, which said that I was a citizen of the EU. I was still a citizen of the EU. But when my passport came back, not only was it a different color, no longer red, but it now doesn't say anything about me being in the EU. I'm no longer a citizen of the EU, but I am citizen of Great Britain, United Kingdom, and Northern Ireland. My citizenship has changed. Just like all of us, the citizenship has changed. But you know, we can be so grateful because Paul says in the Bible that if we're Christians, our citizenship is in heaven. We don't have to worry about those kind of changes because our citizenship is in heaven. We have nothing to fear. You know, as Christians, we live under the economy of heaven. That doesn't mean to say that we're not going to experience difficulties in the future financially. But we do know this, that God will always look after us. He'll make a way where there is no way. He can turn every situation into good. You know, we regularly speak from this platform about, about giving back to God. And we believe part of the economy of heaven is to give. It is to give part 
of what God gives to us back to him. And the Bible says that that should be 10%. And when we give that, God blesses the rest, the remaining 90%, so that we can do far more with what remains. That is the economy of heaven. Now, you may be thinking, Caroline, I can barely manage now. Here we are in, in, a, in the place we're in with this nation, and you're talking about giving. And you know, it's not easy. And nobody's asking you to give beyond your means or in a way that means you sacrifice in the basics of life. We have to be wise, but I would encourage you to give even if it's starting small and building up. Because God says, if you give, I will bless you. I will bless you. All the time on the news, we hear about an economy that is shrinking. But I'm reminded of a verse in Proverbs 11, in the message version, one of my favorite verses. And this is what it says. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. But the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. I don't know about you, but I want to have a, a life that gets bigger and bigger, not smaller and smaller. And what is the key to that? It's being generous. It's not just about being generous with our time. But it, sorry, with, with money. It could be time as well. And being generous with helping others, caring for others. Our nation needs an overflow of big lives. It needs hundreds and thousands of people that are living big lives with an overflow to bless this nation. Imagine what our economy could look like if all Christians lived large lives. Just imagine what could happen. Imagine what could happen if Christians who own businesses made a decision that they're going to be generous. I want to prophesy that when we live bigger lives, we'll experience a faster economic recovery. When we start to live big lives, it will overspill and we will see our economy growing, not shrinking. Imagine your life getting bigger and bigger despite the situation the country finds itself in. That is the way of the kingdom. Blessing in hard times. And this morning I've kind of spoken a lot in a very short space of time and I hope it's helped but I want to encourage us that to bring hope to this nation that one we need to speak life to our nation but number two we, we need number two we need to repent and pray on behalf of our nation and number three we need to live big lives on behalf of our nation. And I believe that we can see a nation together 
turned around for God. And I'm going to ask the team just to lead us again in part of that song, The Blessing. And let's really make this a declaration over our nation this morning. Really crying out to God, the God of heaven, to come and bless the United Kingdom, to come and bless Great Britain. And then I'm going to come back and we're going to speak some more great words over our nation. So let's really just dedicate and bless this nation as we sing now.